Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 44 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today. And we are going to continue our study today of uh, Matthew Chapter 5 and Luke Chapter 6 in the week of February the 13th to February the 19th. Continuing on from verse 33 in Matthew 5 today, where um, the Lord continues his uh, his sermon uh, about the higher law, about living a life close, closer uh, in in commandment to him. Um, in verse 33 it says, Again ye have heard it have been said of them of all time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. Uh, by saying unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. Um, this idea that we should be able to be honest uh, and trustworthy, uh, and that we don't have to forswear, especially uh, by heaven or by God's throne, or by anything, he continues on, um, in, in anything like that. And then, of course, we have the uh, the point about this. He says in verse 38, you have heard it. You've heard that it have been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy cheek, turn turn to him the other also. Um, of course, as we spoke about earlier, that meekness and this type of turning that turning the other cheek is not um, kind of letting other people walk over you. But what it is, is that if someone has done something um, to for, to be able to forgive um, President Russell M. Nelson said, quote, Wherever it is found and however it is expressed, the golden rule encompasses the moral code of the kingdom of God. It forbids interference by one with the rights of another. It is equally binding and upon nations, associations and individuals. With compassion and forbearance, it replaces the retaliatory reactions of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. If we were to stay on that old and unproductive path, we would be but blind and toothless. Close quote. Um, this idea that if we were to follow that um, direction now, that you know we would not be able to find love and compassion anywhere. Um, so then, and this continues in this same vein in verse forty-four, where it says, "But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you." This is, you know, a very difficult thing. Uh, to follow, this is something which it takes true diligence and effort to follow and to um, to do to people who, as it says, despitefully use you and hate you and persecute you. Um, you are to to bless them and to do good to them. Um, obviously, there's that phrase, "killing them with kindness," <laughs> and uh, I think that that is obviously the kind of the sentiment here of um, just showing love to all, even those that um, perhaps have been have wronged us. Uh, in the past, um, President Heber J. Grant said, quote, These principles must be instilled into the hearts of our children, taught to our youth, given by way of instruction to our vigorous manhood and womanhood, lived in very fact and deed by the age, aged, ripened in experience and wisdom. These are the principles which God enjoins upon all who teach in whatever capacity or in whatever place. The Lord has declared that those who teach not their children light and truth, according to the commandments, shall be afflicted. The wicked one shall have power over them, and sin shall be upon their heads. Woe will be the part of those who plant hate in the hearts of the youth, and of all the people, for God will not hold them guiltless. Guiltless, They are sowing the wind, their victims will reap the whirlwinds. Hate is born of Satan, love is the offspring of God. 
We must drive out hate from our hearts, every one of us, and permit it not again to enter. Close quote. Any anger, any contention we know is not of the Lord. And as such, whilst it is difficult to do so, uh, we need to remove that hate with love. Um, so, you know, just a really important reminder. And then verse 45 is one which I have found a lot of uh, comfort in, particularly in the last few years. Uh, it says that ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. Um, for he maketh his son to rise um, on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. The reason why this gives me uh, comfort is because, of course, as, as a number of you will know, there's been a number of significant trials for our family in the last couple of years. Uh, and then, of course, you know, despite knowing this um, and knowing that, you know, it's not necessarily any of our fault, <laughs> um, it just it just does comfort you just to know that, well, it's not necessarily because you've done something wrong. In fact, it won't be because you've done something wrong um, necessarily. It's just that life is random at, at, at times with certain uh, trials and difficulties that come. Uh, and I think that that's an important reminder there for, for a number of us that perhaps are going through difficulties and perhaps have that question because it's a natural question to ask. Trust me, I'm aware of that. I am now going to kind of pause at this moment <clears throat> and stop just before verse 48 because I think we need to spend some time separately discussing uh, Matthew 5:48. And jump over now to Luke six twenty seven to thirty five, which is where we have um, kind of the other uh, version or accounts of this section that we were talking about today, uh, where again the Lord says to love your enemies and do good to them that hate you. It's not quite as detailed as uh, what is said in Matthew, uh, but it certainly uh, does talk about this idea of loving others and uh, blessing those that hate you. And um, there is a couple of other uh, quotes I want to share with you. So we've got uh, Hugh W. Pinnock that said, quote, Last and perhaps the hardest of all, forgive. Certainly part of beginning again is to love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Paul reinforces admonition when he said, See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Revenge has no place in the life of a person who has found the, the land of beginning again. Close quote. It's a really important point, actually, because he was talking about how <clears throat> we need to begin again and to, to be renewed continually. And of course, if we are not following this principle of loving all that hate you, then it is impossible for us to begin again or to renew ourselves because we are still looking back at things which have hurt and offended us. And as such, because we're not forgiving and being compassionate and merciful to those who have wronged us then how can we expect mercy and compassion for the way that we have wronged other people probably in many more um, you know difficult ways um, and so it is such a difficult principle and it's certainly not one which is like well kind of suck it up and uh, move on um, it does take time it takes healing but what it does require is that eventually we are we are open-hearted enough to be able to forgive and and to move on. Um, and as such, that shows that we are able to, you know, accept that for ourselves. Sometimes we need to be able to do that for ourselves, to forgive and to move on um, rather than for others. But it is a principle which the Lord has taught is important. Um, Elder Gary E. Stevenson said this, quote, as you strive to extend yourself in love, respect and kindness, 
you will undoubtedly be hurt or negatively affected by the bad choices of others. What do we do then? We follow the Lord's admonition to love your enemies and pray for them which despitefully use them. Despitefully use you. Close quote. Um, and finally, just to finish off our episode today, President James E. Faust said, quote, I wish to state unequivocally that the commandments of God must be kept to receive the blessings and promises of the Saviour. The Ten Commandments are still a vital thread in the fabric of the gospel of Christ, but with his coming came new light and life which brings a fuller measure of joy and happiness. Jesus introduced a higher and more difficult standard of human conduct. It is simpler as well as more difficult because it focuses on, an, on internal rather than external, external requirements. This was the essence of the new gospel. There was more emphasis on do than do not. More moral agency was given to each of us. Close quote. I love this insight just to finish off by uh, President James E. Faust. The Ten Commandments, as you read them, are thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, pretty much. I mean, obviously, aside from keeping the Sabbath day holy and honouring thy father and thy mother. But the law of Christ is about doing, is about being able to act rather than being told what not to do. And I just love that insight because it is so much more empowering and it is so much more fulfilling as we do those things, um, I just loved that. Um, and of course, the fact that it focuses on the internal rather than just the external, because of course, if we work on the internal and, and improve and develop that, then the external will naturally follow. Uh, we'll continue this with this discussion tomorrow and conclude it. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Please share what you've studied on the Facebook group. And until we meet again. <laughs>